0: there's other factors besides just our personalities and our willingness to go reach out to newcomers or guests you know our scripture today Jesus is telling his host when you invite people don't just invite people like you Right? Don't just invite rich folks. Don't just invite your friends and your family. He's saying invite people you don't know. Invite people who normally don't get invited to these kinds of parties. Right? The blind, the lame. I will throw in the tax collector or the sinner. <clears throat> the people that don't get invited to these parties. It's that kind of radical hospitality that Jesus Christ extends to people. He died on a cross willingly to bring everybody, the least, the lost, and the lonely into God's household in a huge act of hospitality that has changed the face of this world that hospitality that has changed our lives so that we could be sitting here praising songs or praising God with our songs and our music and our lives. So today I want to say that, you know what? Let us consider for the next, well, always, I would like this always to be a thing for us, But let us consider how we can extend even more hospitality amongst each other and for newcomers that are coming here, okay? So uh, can I have my slide here, my only slide? It starts with the parking lot, actually for folks that are coming to see us. It starts with the building and the grounds. It starts with the hallways. Do you see that? Can you see what that is? I think Jeff can relate. You see what this is? That is a flight of stairs coming up from a subway. It's a flight of stairs. And you know what it says right here? It says, for some, it's Mount Everest. Here we go with the, the blind spots I mentioned, right? The entrance to my house, the parsonage, I was thinking, wow, it's so welcoming. It's so inviting. Anybody can come. And then we tried to have taste a new life over there. And I realized, wait a second. It's not inviting to everybody. It doesn't welcome everyone. That there are a whole bunch of people that I don't normally think about that look at the steps and think, oh, it's not as hospitable as I thought it was. Thank God I have a ramp there now. When we do communion with gluten free bread, right? I know it was a thing here. <laughs> But do you realize that we had a guest who wasn't going to take communion, who was raised in the Methodist church and wanted to take communion, but had to sit there and was going to skip communion. That time when we gathered together at the Lord's table until she found out, hey, it's gluten-free, and her whole body just opened up. And she knew she was welcome here. What a difference that makes. I show you this because, you know, we, ha- we do have some challenges. We already are aware of them, right, with this building. As great as it has been, and as great as it could be, we're in a place where, frankly, it's working against us now. There's no signage for people that are guests to come in and find out that we're worshiping in here right because that big wall and the addition in the front area and even if they manage to figure out to come in here they don't know do I go left do I go right I mean I actually experienced this when I first came I wasn't sure which door to go into so these are the kinds of things that we need to be mindful of and we'll do that we're going to work on that I just bring it to our attention right so that we can start thinking about how do we find solutions for this. It's too big to tackle by any you know, by, you know, on our own. We need to work, work together on this. Okay, so for today though, this is what I want to leave you with, especially when we're talking about the personal aspect. Okay, you, probably, you might have heard this. It's the uh, 5-10 link rule. Have you heard of this? All right, here's a great way to practice hospitality for newcomers when we see a face that we don't recognize it's the 510 link rule so 5 minutes before worship 5 minutes after worship pay special attention to who is around you and who you don't know that's the 5 Because these are the most important five minutes of the worship service for a guest. Most people, they have decided if they're going to continue to come to a church within like the first 10 minutes of their being there. And a lot of times, that's even before they've even come into the sanctuary and heard the message. Think about that. People decide if they're going to attend a congregation or a church before they've even heard the message. And that means everything from the parking lot to sitting down into the sanctuary. From the stairs or the ramps to our coffee and hospitality to who they meet or who they don't meet. That's all decided before they even sit down. So for the first five minutes before worship and the first five minutes after. And then we have the 10 feet rule. Okay? The 10 feet rule is that your Kind of awareness or your radar. Okay? Should be set to 10 feet around you. This is good news for your introverts. You don't have to do the whole room, right? 10 feet. 10 feet around you, right? Notice who's there. Who's sitting or walking within 10 feet of you? And whether they're a regular, and maybe they're a member that you don't normally sit next to in worship. Right? Invite them into a conversation. You don't have to solve the world, just small talk. Hey, how you doing? That's a nice shirt you're wearing. My uncle has one like that. No, I don't like my uncle. Oh, but I like you you know it's awkward. yeah, but you know what this is how we practice. That's how we get good at these things, right? You're never gonna get get good if you don't do it. So 10 feet invite someone into conversation and then there's the link, okay We got five minutes before and after 10 feet of where you're sitting or wherever you're standing. And then the last bit is the link rule, okay? Now, you paid attention during the first five minutes and the first or before worship. You paid attention in the first five minutes after worship, and you notice someone that you didn't know, and they walked within 10 feet of you. You gravitate toward them. Don't be creepy. You gravitate towards them. You start up a conversation, And then, while you're talking and getting to know them, you realize that, hey, this person is an engineer. Ding, your light goes off. Hey, you know what, you gotta meet my buddy, Frank, and his buddy, Brad, or well, no, we'll do one at a time. You gotta meet Frank, he's an engineer. Hey, Frank, this is, I don't know, Jim's shoe. is Jim. He's an engineer. Oh, yeah, great. And then you link him to someone in the congregation. Right? And then you could be like, maybe you're not feeling great or you're feeling really interested. Frank, you'd talk to anybody, I'm sure. But maybe Frank could turn around and be like, you know what? I have another friend. Guess who's an engineer here too? Brad. Just don't take him to the pool table. All right? Don't. No, you stay with them and then you, but you can link them to someone else in the congregation right? You link them to other people in the congregation and converse and get to know one another. And, and it's not to pass them off to get rid of them. Hi, my name is Frank. Here, you've got to meet Penny. <laughs> no, it's to get to know one another. We have a commonality as brothers and sisters in Christ. We have more in common than we have differences, believe it or not so we can link one another and then people start to feel like hey i know this person and that person it's not so strange anymore this is hospitality that goes you know over and above and beyond just fellowship are you guys with me on this cool You know, uh, especially this season, I think a lot of people are kind of looking for churches. People tend to look for churches right around now. And so when we see a new face, remember, 5'10 link, 5 minutes, 10 feet, and then link them. And while you're linking them, I hope to God you'll invite them to coffee if you're not sure about them. If you're sure about them, invite them to lunch. Right?
1: Hey,
2: or,
0: you know, wait, for anyone in podcast land, if you get invited to coffee, it doesn't mean that people don't like you. (laughs) But that invitation starts the relationship. And that's how people know that they're welcome, right? That we're not just friendly, but we're hospitable. That we're going to go out of our way to welcome you into the house of God. Like I mentioned earlier with the children, Jesus Christ has gone on ahead of us to prepare a place for us in his Father's house. And do you think that the door won't be wide open and big enough for us to walk through that door without any hindrance? And you know, you just know he's going to have those fruit snacks, right? And whatever else it is that is going to make us feel right at home, where we belong. Let us pray. Dear God, you have blessed us in so many ways. You have thrown open the gates of heaven through Your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of Your Holy Spirit. It is our prayer that You would help us to welcome others in Your name that they too may know the love of God in Jesus Christ. That they too can feel the power of the Holy Spirit moving their hearts to greater community, to greater love, to greater peace in the world. Lord, Make us all be your faithful disciples. Let us all take that next step on the journey. May we all be blessed, Lord, as we are a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And now let us pray the responsive prayer, uh, the prayer of St. Francis, I believe. Let us pray it together. Lord. Before uh, I begin in the prayers of the people, uh, I'd like to take a moment to take any prayer requests that you'd like me to pray at this time or to share with our congregation. Thank you. I'm sorry? Wade? Wayne. Okay, um, Patty and Mark, I want to ask your forgiveness. Uh, I completely forgot to pray for your parents this week. I've been a little uh, little scatterbrained. I hope you'll forgive me. I won't pretend like I was praying because I, I wasn't. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to pray this week. Um, okay, so as I say, uh, Lord, in your mercy, please respond, hear our prayer. Lord, we come together, we come gathered together, lifting up prayers for those you came to seek and save. Jesus, we pray for the poor. Allow us to share good news with them. Challenge us to fight against poverty and hunger in whatever forms they take. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, we pray for prisoners, those in cells of greed and addiction, those in our jails and prisons those in the prison of fear and abuse. Help us offer freedom to all in your name. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, we pray for the blind, those physically unable to see. Grant them healing and allow us to be their eyes. We pray for those with spiritual blindness. Remove the cloud of doubt and darkness away from them so that they may see your light. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, we pray for the oppressed. Do not allow our words, actions, or thoughts be used to spread oppression. Allow us to offer liberation to all those in need and liberate our hearts from evil and hate. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, this is the time of your favor. Send your Holy Spirit to guide and teach us. Move us ever closer to your kingdom and let all our work be for your glory. Amen. Brothers and sisters, be glad and rejoice. God has given us an abundance of safety and security. And so in thanksgiving, let us give God the first fruits of our labor so that God's glory in the world may be shared through the mission of the church to care for the least, the lost, and the lonely. Um, At this time, I'd like to call the ushers forward for the offering. And please, everyone, don't forget to fill out your Connect cards, put your name on it and uh, place it in the offering basket, please. Yes. Pens? Yeah, you're right. You are right You're right. I will work on that. Wait, huh? Who's got an idea for that? anybody Seriously. (laughs) All right. Maybe like Velcro patches on the back of the chair. (laughs) Finger paints attached to your seats. iPads. I ain't going to say no to that. Oh, not at every seat. We have a lot of members or a lot of theft. (laughs) One or the other. Will you join me in a word of prayer? A prayer of dedication for our offering. Holy God, you continually work to transform the brokenness of this world into your kingdom. you lift us up when we stumble in sin so that we may honor you and live for your noble purposes. Embolden our congregation to tell others about your son Jesus, whose presence brings new life. Fill our hearts with your spirit's gift of generosity so that our lives and our offerings will be pleasing to you. Amen. Will you join me in the act of confession? Printed in your bulletins or up on the screen here. There we go. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. to the glory of your name, amen. And now let us take a moment to confess our sins before God in silence. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. You know, one of the things I love about the Methodist Church is the way we express God's hospitality through the Lord's Supper. We don't... Uh, require you to prove your membership as we invite you to Jesus' table to partake of his body and to partake of his blood as represented by the bread and the juice. Uh, We don't have an age requirement. We just ask that you love God and love your neighbor. Uh, But you know, even in communion, it's not just about being empowered for... uh, discipleship it's also about coming to Jesus encountering Jesus in his forgiveness that we can be cleansed of all of our sins old ones, new ones it's okay will you pray with me Almighty God you did not hold anything back when you gave your life your love for all your children was complete You took us who were enslaved to sin and the power of death and freed us so that we might be restored into a right relationship with you so that we might have life and have life abundantly. You allowed your son's body to be broken and his blood to be poured out so that our sins might be forgiven so that we might know of our sacred worth in God's eyes. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to you, O God, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord and giver of life, it is our prayer that in the bread and the juice, by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, we, your children, may go into the world to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ for the world, sharing His story through our stories, welcoming into your house by our love, grace, and mercy. Give us the power, the desire, and an awakening to those who do not know their worth so that through us they may know how you love and cherish them too. We live for the day when you will return in victory, when love will rule all creation, and we may worship you face to face. We yearn for that glorious day, O Lord. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray as our Lord taught us. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. And the bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. And the cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Now, uh, two things as we're about to take communion today. Um first, uh, we have a hand sanitizer. Feel free to use it as you you know as you're receiving the elements. Thank you, Brad very much for setting that up for us. Um, especially with cold and flu season coming on, right? Uh, I would encourage you to keep your fingers out of the juice if at all possible. Uh, secondly, as you come forward, really, I mean this is the Lord's Supper. This is God's table. I don't look anything like Jesus Christ, but I can bet you anything that He is standing right here. As you come forward, really understand that Jesus Christ is here welcoming you to receive you, to give of Himself for you. Jesus is present in and among us. Please don't lose sight of that fact. Body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ poured out for you. Amen. Amen. The table is ready. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts, welcomes you. Please come. I'll invite the musicians and our audiovisual team to come forward first. Lord, the body of Christ broken for you.
2: i will stand my ground where hope can be found i will stand my ground where hope can be found
0: Seriously, we're going to have a mosh pit here one of these days. Eh, I can wish, right? May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of her hand. Amen.
1: Sound people.
2: <laughs> There's revival and it's spreading.